0: Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable
1: for our wages. Listener discretion is advised. Look alive, Fringers. It's 2099 and we are live and loud in the underground. From the streets to the scar. Keep your chip hidden, your gun loaded, and never trade your soul for souls. Turn it up and
0: let them know. Big Brother is watching. Time to put on a show.
2: Hello, fringers. Howdy, coffees and creamers. Welcome to episode four of Neon Trails and Identico Actual Play. I am your game runner, the Caleb G. Let's say hello to all of our extra hot double shot cast. First up, extra caramel extra whip. It's Mallow
1: playing Galen. Except I am lactose intolerant, so we're gonna we're gonna go no whip tonight. We can do soy whip. Soy whip. OK, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to add to that to the soy whip is getting added to the slang terms uh, PDF. <laughs> yes! I want to come up with something for soy whip now. Yes. More. That's foreshadowing.
2: Kids, more <laughs> to come on that later. Uh, n- next up, we've got a uh, Trenta Frap in a venti cup. It's wild playing B. Um.
3: yes, hello. I am here. I'm happy to see your faces and I am very <laughs> caffeinated. So let's go.
2: Uh double peppermint double mocha hold the milk it's Pete playing dog knock knock
0: open up the door it's real i'm here to give it
2: to you
4: <laughs>
2: that's all i got You're welcome <laughs> next up affogato you mean affa get him it's lauren playing draw
5: Whoa. Oh. I'm underhydrated, hydrated over-snacked, and ready
2: to rock. Get your water, kids. And also lastly. Hydrate. Everyone else do it. Everyone hydrate. And lastly, just leave the pot. It's Ethan playing Mox. Please, just black coffee. It's the
6: easiest order ever. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's all I is. want. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I have to wait behind the people with these complicated orders. I just want you to pour some coffee from that pot into a cup
2: hand it to me. That's all I'm asking. Self-service. You just want some self-service. Just step around the counter real quick. Here's the money. It's done. So easy.
1: going a pour over? There's a joke here about minute, Mox. They offer that sure. There's a joke here about Mox <laughs> liking this coffee like I like my women. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs>
6: with a spoon in them. <laughs> Honey and l- <laughs> courtesy of Eddie Izzard, thank you very much for that joke.
1: I got that reference too. There I love me love me we're, some
2: Eddie Isard. We're making jokes and understanding them. What a good cast we have here. Let's move on to some housekeeping. Identico is live every Tuesday on twitch.tv Identico. We are alternating games of Chaos Incorporated and Neon Trails every week at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can see episode archives and how to play video series over on youtube.com Identico. Be sure to subscribe, like and leave some comments. So we know you're out there. Tell us if there's anything you want to know. If you have a question like, hey, what's some slang for the world? Maybe one of the game creators can churn that out in like 30 minutes. You never know. Throw a question. Also throw some questions on our socials. Uh, We have announcements. We have news. We do things there. We're probably on uh, threads. We're probably on Blue Sky. We're still on Twitter. It's still Twitter, Uh, probably at Identico, probably at Humanoid Games, whatever, you can find us. (laughs) You can also visit playidentico.com where you can read the basic core rules for free, find our latest adventure, The Good Doctor, and pick up books, stickers, and other merch to support the show. If you're with us on Twitch right now, be sure to spend your channel points to give us some re-rolls because I think the crew's gonna need them tonight. Uh, Before we get to our recap about why they're in trouble, we're going to throw it to the main man, Mallow.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, A few additional announcements tonight. Uh, First of all, uh, if you are on Twitch uh, on your laptop or PC or anything like that, or if you're watching later and you see it in the show notes, we have a new affiliate. We are collaborating with Greenleaf Geek for new dice. Uh, and geeky merchandise alone. Uh, they are makers of some handmade, beautiful gaming accessories. Uh, so check them out. There's a link below. It's greenleafgaming.com Identico. Uh, or if you just remember Greenleaf, Greenleaf Geek, sorry, greenleafgeek.com Identico. I wrote notes on purpose. Uh, or you can just use the word Identico at checkout. You get anywhere from like 10 to 15% off uh, all their dice. Uh, all their accessories, things like that. Uh, they are gorgeous. Uh, we've got a couple of social posts and things like that going out, but they have some amazing, beautiful, it's, uh, hard edged resin dice, uh, the kinds that they dispel and others put out there and stuff like that. Uh, but their designs are mwah, a beautiful chef's kiss, uh, cause they have these like cage dice that I've ordered that are on, that'll be here soon, hopefully. Uh, and they're just so pretty. I cannot wait. I cannot raid to roll 20s with these dice. So just go over there, check them out. Tell them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, I think
2: and, I see our cast
1: shopping right now. As is we, our cast yes. shopping? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yes! <laughs> Beautiful dice. <laughs> the I, glow in the dark it, ones, though. The glow in the dark ones. And then we're we're I'm working with, with the head of Greenleaf Geek to maybe create a few for Identico and have it very cyberpunk themed. Um, so they are amazing to work with. Uh, so friendly, uh, so responsive, things like that. Yes, yes, they're right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The little terrariums, they're like little terrarium. I know, they're so <laughs> cool. They're so cool. Yes, go over there. Check them out. Uh, I promise you, like, I'm so excited for this partnership. Uh, and it came out because we were on Blue Sky together and then we knew people who knew people, and so again, Reaching out to us via the socials, it it has all sorts of cool stuff going on there. So, uh, so go check them out. Um, finally, we've got a panel down there for a catacon. Uh, I get to do the catacon announcement tonight because they're fully funded. We're gonna have a catacon 2023 in Dayton, Ohio, coming up November uh third through the fifth. Craig, yep, there we go. <laughs> right. notes. Uh. But for the first time, uh, well, for not the first time, uh, Identica was sponsoring again this year uh, as a corporate sponsor. Uh, but for the first time, I will be at a catacon. I'm actually being able to make it out to Dayton, Ohio, this year for the event. I am so excited to see all of you out there. Uh, and you guys can probably finally put a face to all of the uh, very fun neon and, and other stickers that have been out there in the past. So uh, as well as myself, uh, Caleb, the Caleb G here, uh, as well as Kaylee and Michael, uh, from our chaos incorporated stream. will all be out there. Yes. We are going to do a lot of identical related things out there. We will announce more of that as we get closer, but we've been talking behind the scenes about some panels. Uh, if you've ever been to a convention with me, you know that my end of convention Sunday game is going to be bonkers. I am already started thinking about that. We will have a booth. I'll bring merch. I'll bring some books. We'll sign. We'll do all sorts of good stuff out there, but I cannot wait to be out there with you guys in ohio uh for the first time in forever we've been sponsoring for so many years because michael and everybody at the rpg academy has been so good to us uh so it feels so good to give back but it's going to be finally good to meet all these folks in person so um uh, i'm also going to say i'm sorry if you're going to me in person because <laughs> it's going to be a crazy time but we're going to have a lot of fun out there so uh back to you caleb
2: oh thank you i'm i'm so looking forward to uh getting together to do st- stuff and then I don't know being very tired afterwards we're gonna be we're gonna be exhausted
1: but it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna be great
2: all right with all of that being said and done let's get to our recap from last week the crew geared up in solace and headed out to the designated meeting spot for their courier mission through dangerous dust jockey territory Things took a bad turn when their contacts, after arriving late, died. B excitedly noted that the cause of death was likely one of the mutated creatures that scavengers trade stories about over drinks. But there was no time to dwell on this, as Drawl noted. The coolant in the mission's package was starting to expire, and as Mox noted, the dust jockeys on the horizon. Galen drove the Winnebago while everyone else kept watch. As the crew followed the road through massive rock formations, it became clear that they were being herded to a new destination by squadrons of Dust Jockey aerial drones. They decided to pull off and face their opponents, but it seemed like this is exactly what the Dust Jockeys wanted, because as soon as Galen stopped the Winnebago, the crew was approached by a threatening chrome monstrosity and that's exactly where we're going to pick up tonight uh y'all are in the winnebago and through the windshield you can see that crow monolith with a rounded top hovering across the ground towards you suddenly fractal lines rocket across its surface. These lightning strikes carve the perfectly smooth surface into a humanoid design. Then with a sharp metallic snap, the monolith cracks apart and becomes a 10 foot tall rove. The signal of the rove shimmers and flickers gliding over itself taking shape as it walks forward. With each step, the monolith melts away and a heavy torso with thick limbs emerge. But even as it moves, the Rav's skin remains a mirrored chrome reflecting warped vision of yourselves back at you. It stops walking and raises its right arm slowly, at first pointing directly down the barrel of the Winnebago, but then moving slightly higher. You see plates folding back and you feel a heavy thunk as something locks into place, then a flash. You think it's muzzle fire but then realize there are intensely bright lights streaking up and away from the Rav's arm, arching up and up and up towards the tops of the rock formations surrounding you. In this new light, you see dozens of figures perched on the rocks, clinging to outcroppings and hanging from cable harnesses. The air echoes with shouted insults and threats that slowly resolve into a and we roll initiative.
5: Um, I have the the fast boy quick draw. Yeah. I get a shot off before initiative. Do you want initiative now or do you want me to pow?
2: Let's roll initiative first so we get that out of the way and then we can resolve that action. Oh, I should get my own dice to roll uh this this ronf's initiative uh i don't have Greenleaf geek dice so hopefully it's gonna be terrible
4: <laughs> we can fix oh. that
2: oh good it is terrible yay buddy what do we got nat 20 for 21. Woo!
0: okay a uh nat 20 but a minus two Two initiatives, so 18.
3: <laughs> okay. I got a dirty 20.
1: Love it. I feel bad with my 15.
0: 13.
3: That's pretty good. This isn't like you guys this underperforming. Is... This
2: is this is the dice. You're focusing Not... on the road. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh so we will move to draw first. You've got your quick draw reaction here. Um, when we last left the narrative, you were all kind of in the Winnebago looking at this. You had just come to a halt. Uh, I think we should start right in that moment of like the adrenaline hitting you, seeing this massive thing uh, as we narrated so what would you like your first uh quick draw adrenaline fueled reaction to be
5: okay so um as we are, we're driving up to this this area between rocks we we skid the windy bagel into the in, into the rock area and <laughs> <laughs> my ears are hungry i know it's winnebago but my ears are still hungry um and so we we slide into it and she climbs Out the window and she pulls a pistol off of her hip, just readying it as she as she slides out and turns to see this monstrosity. Um, did you say it was lifting its hand to fire off like a
2: flare? Yeah. Um, yeah, a a big basically a big flare gun has fired off, illuminating the area around you. This is very much like a natural amphitheater that y'all are at kind of the floor of.
5: So do you say the, the robot, the thing that's closest to us hand is moving. Is that what you said?
2: Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay. Uh, imagine like a, a big solitary, like, uh, li- like the big guy from um, the Klaatu Barada Nick that one. War of the Worlds. Uh, perfect. That. One. Not War of the Worlds. Oh. The, Zoom tight. The, the, the day the earth stood still big guy day the earth stood still solitary humanoid figure not really moving but one arm is kind of pointed up uh having fired this flare
5: perfect as the as she slides out of the car and she hears the movement she's going mm-hmm. to look and she's going to see the arm begin to move and she's immediately gonna pop shoot right at uh the hand if she can it says that there's 275 yeah.
2: feet of Oh, goodness, this thing's only like 50 feet in front of you. It's fine.
5: Oh, Lord, That I love that. And also don't like that at all. <laughs> it, <laughs> it,
2: it, <laughs> walked, it walked up to you for that slow, dramatic burn of like flooding across the desert floor towards you. So go ahead and roll an attack. And uh, our, our friendly, friendly neighborhood, Rob, is going to roll a defense. Okay, I got a
5: 19.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you definitely hit it. You beat an eight.
5: So it right. says 2d8 for my yep. damage.
2: And then also roll a d12 for me for hit location. Well, no, I, I take that back. You wanted to hit its arm because you, you were kind of calling that. Yeah, absolutely. You 100% do. Um, I rolled the two d8s
5: and only got a seven.
2: Okay, that's fine. Uh. So yeah, you fire off this shot. It does not hinder or stop the movement of this thing and in that kind of heightened uh bullet time view as you see this shot fire off and connect, uh you see that the that highly chromed metallic skin almost kind of fluidly flex off but then reforms right around where the impact was of the bullet. You know you hit it. You you saw a chunk of it fly off, but the skin just kind of flows back in place. Don't like
5: that. Don't like that.
2: Don't like that. Uh, but we will go to top of the order here with Mox. Question for you. Yes, You said we're in a natural
6: amphitheater-style area. Is there any rock formation, like an arch of rock overhead, or anything like
2: that? So I'm going to say yes and no. Yes, those things are there. No, you are not directly underneath one. Coolio. But off to the side,
6: absolutely. So... Are the Winnebago's doors still closed? Is that correct? Like, cause we just stopped and you, yeah, you, draw climbed out the window.
2: Yeah. You, you I was going to say screech to a halt, but a tour bus doesn't screech to a halt. So you came to a halt. Uh, Drawl has leapt out the window, fired off a shot. Mox was kind of in the back of the bus. So you're looking through the front. Um, if in these moments you kind of reposition yourself within the Winnebago, that's totally fine. But yes, you are still inside the the bus. So Mox is going to grab one of the windows to open it, and
6: right before doing so, just looks over his shoulder. I'll go play "Why Why by Rush, <laughs> and pulls out a forty-five caliber as Neil Peart's drumming starts blaring over the uh, <laughs> the drone. And I'm going to take two shots. Okay.
2: Miss. Well oh actually hit. hold on.
6: Guarantee miss. I know you said eight.
2: Uh so well that was miss. that that was for that one. Uh on this one, give me a uh ten. Well, miss and hit. Okay.
1: <laughs> there okay. we go.
2: Alright, so for the one that did hit, give me a D12 roll for placement, and then give me some damage. 10 for the D12. In the leg, left leg. And 18 total damage. Oh, moly, okay. 7th and 4. Very nice. So you're leaning out the window, you're pulling out your gun that first shot flies a little bit wide uh your your peripheral vision is kind of catching the the flares going off above you this weird amphitheater some of the voices of people around you kind of echoing are pulling your attention a little bit so one bullet slams right into the ground erupting some dust the second one hits home um kind of almost in the the hip of this rav and you see it like it's not stepping forward but you see it shake a little bit like you tell it was a solid impact but again the skin that very chrome skin almost flows back into place a little bit um i'm gonna give you A bonus here, because I think you got a nat 20 on your initiative roll, right? I did. Okay, so also give me an engineering check. Or, yeah, engineering, I think, makes the most sense
6: here. (laughs) I was like, damn it, not electronics. Um, But the roll was good. So 18 plus 5,
2: 23. Oh, okay. And that's even better because you had a secret bonus that I gave you. Uh, So you. (laughs) You notice like secret bonuses. Your engineering mind as being someone who makes drones, uh, tinkers with things, you recognize some very well-made, high quality, like nanoparticle skin that is making this chrome body on top of the row on the Rav, ro- Rav. Ro- ro- I don't know. why I keep saying it weird tonight. I'm in that. I'm, I'm just in, I'm just weird tonight. Sorry, kids. Uh, you also are 99% sure. This is just the skin on top of the armor and the, the muscular structure. you, you're very sure that this is not like a self-healing self-repairing this is just for show
6: oh so the nano particle skin on there isn't actually at least by my reckoning providing anything other than aesthetics
2: yes nice you you're you're guessing there's some armor underneath above the different mechanical parts of the of the structure the different Joints and and chassis and things like that. But um, th- this feels like really fancy frosting on top of a robot cake. So as
6: uh, Mox takes the shot, sees this, ducks back down and <laughs> can't help but subconsciously do some of the drumming from YYZ. Mm-hmm. Sure. Shouts, Someone just wanted to look pretty. Don't let it
2: distract you. Shoot the fuck out of it. Uh, and it's B's
1: turn.
3: Well, I don't know. It looks quite shiny to be shooting at it. Oh, well, you know.
1: Is this against B's religion to like make something not chrome?
3: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> B likes shiny things. Bee is, is like a wasteland corvid. It's It's fine. Don't worry about it. B will be trying to collect some of the nanobots at some point, though, because everything will be chrome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Upon hearing Mox saying, shoot the fuck out of it, because it's just aesthetic, um, B is going to take out uh, their combat bow, pop out the top of the Rav kind of like pull it out and flip it up with a flourish and have it unfold and like look up at all of the people
2: as you do that there is like a wave of reaction from the crowd uh, it's in the in the heat of the moment you're not sure if it's if it's positive or negative but they definitely appreciate the showmanship
3: B appreciates the attention, so B's gonna play into it as much as possible. So, B, upon hearing the crowd kind of go wild or not, (laughs) making some noise, uh, B's going to uh, shake the bow a couple of times, like, yeah! And then slowly bring it down to aim at the Rav. Okay. Draw out uh, one of the EMP arrows that B has, and she's going to aim at one of the joints. And it was the arm that got shot. It was the cannon arm that got shot?
2: The cannon arm has been shot, and the left leg has been shot.
3: Okay. I think I'm going to go for the left knee. Okay. And as I'm aiming for this, I'm going to be like... Too bad this Rob's gonna take an arrow in the knee <laughs> and then just giggle to herself. And be like, I hope somebody played those old games because this is just so perfect. And yeah. then like you hear
2: super okay. quietly,
3: I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna pull back and fire. All right. Okay, hold on. I need to get my character sheet up. Uh, Apparently tonight is the night of dirty
2: 20s.
1: Nice. We like those. I hear. Yeah, we do. I hear
2: we like those a lot. Yes. All right. So your arrow slams true. Uh, Give me a roll for that EMP damage.
3: Oh, rat. I got
2: a six. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, two things you notice here as, as you fire this shot. Uh, the crowd reacts enthusiastically when that arrow hits. It's like that big ooh and ah with, with a big firework display. And then the other thing you notice is this arrow hits. There's that little telltale burst of blue light from the EMP detonating locally here. You see that the uh, the nano skin kind of peels back and doesn't regrow here and uh you get a quick peek that the the structure of this leg from Mox's shot immediately before you has just been blown to hell. And you're not quite sure how this thing is standing, but you know it's on its... You know that that leg is about to fail mechanically.
3: Upon seeing that, B is going to be like, do the the crowd wave of like, yeah! And then yep. pop back down into the, into the window, Bago.
2: And uh, dog, what are you up to? All right. So
0: dog saw the uh, the skin peel away. Right? Can I roll the mm-hmm. engineering to see if dog knows what? Oh, that absolutely. Is? Yeah, sure, right. sure, sure. Here we go.
2: That'd be a twenty-eight. Holy moly! So yeah, you <laughs> you see you you saw this happen. You know this is a <clears throat> very Thin, like nano fiber almost. It's not any kind of armor. It's like something that they would make a flexible screen out of almost. Um, you know, you can easily see and just intuit from your skill that this is something that has been purposefully laid over the armor and structure to make this thing look like it does. It has no other purpose. You can think of like a dozen different things you could do with a screen and uh, and nanotech like that. But it's being used for this purpose right now.
0: Seems pretty alien to dog. Pretty interesting. So at that dog is going to, as his namesake, uh, perk up and just go ballistic. And the door to the Winnebago is still closed, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to barrel towards the door and kick it open and as I kick it open jump out and scream I'm going to skin you alive you possum eating possum soup eating son of a bitch and start running at him in a serpentine pattern firing
6: my shotgun okay I love it we're gonna do can't believe you're shit talking possum soup man
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay um I'm going to give you an option here. Yes. Would you like to... uh, Would you like to roll this more as uh, an attack as you are moving forward? Or would you like to essentially use your running and firing as kind of like a cover to move to a better location and maybe make some sort of uh social skill to assess what's going on with these people in the arena watching. Oh, interesting. So yeah, this isn't an open area Then there are. The, yeah. The, yeah. This is a big open area. Uh, the, the Rav came out in front of you, you know, that there are on these big kind of rock formations up to the sides, people hanging off of them watching so I'm giving you the option here of rolling an attack like normal with your gun or letting the gun attack be flavor to use a different skill to maybe assess what's going on or learn more about the situation.
0: I think the second option would be okay. would be yeah pretty good there. So, I'll OK, cool. Running and blind firing. Yeah. So, uh
2: and you, you had a... You're using a shotgun? Yes.
0: Yes. The blind cool.
2: fire is two attacks. Okay. So, uh, if it's okay with you, I will say that the, the blind fire was just kind of almost like cover fire. And so you're not aiming, you're not really intending to do damage with it. Uh, but I will let you make... Uh, we could make a performance check. Um... An intimidation check, or uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of here? Maybe an investigation check.
0: In- investigation, maybe. If okay. I, I don't want to min max, but I have negatives in <laughs> charisma, um, and I'm, but re- Dog's really curious about
2: this. Like he in- wants this. Investigation feels real good here because this is totally new. You're doing something kind of wild. Yeah, absolutely. Give me that investigation check.
0: Let's see. Oh, that's gonna be a nineteen. Oh,
2: okay, cool, 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 cool. So you notice immediately. That the Rav is not tracking you. It's still focused on the Winnebago. And you also notice that the crowds, there's maybe, it's hard to count, a few dozen people hanging from these rocks. Some of them are perched on. Some overhangs are outcropping. Some of them are hanging from cables and harnesses. Uh, you notice that they are all reacting like this is a show. This is all a performance for them.
0: Okay. That being note, having noticed that, I'm going to scream out. Sorry about the door, Galen. There's gargoyle people out here.
2: <laughs> you also notice, uh, the the light of the flares that the Rob shot off right at the start of this fight. They're 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 fading, but the the whole arena is still illuminated. It's still broad daylight, but the the rocky overhangs and outcroppings are kind of making a little bit of shade. It's not like it's hard to see. So the um, the the light of the flare is still helping. You see it's kind of different colors. It's like fading and falling in different uh, colorful patterns. It's kind of like a light show now that you're looking at it from outside the Winnebago and you definitely see that, and it just catches your eye as you are running. It's almost like there's another layer above where most of these people are. And from that higher vantage point, there are maybe three or four shadowy figures watching all of this. And you see that stark difference where uh, the the crowd is hooting and hollering and enjoying the show. And the these these shadowy figures up above are maybe a little more seriously watching what's happening.
0: Can I impart this? Can I yell this to impart this upon the rest of the
2: party? Uh, I'm going to say yes as long as it's as long as this is in a good uh, dog like version of communication which may or may not be the clearest it
0: may not make sense to anyone so it's typical dog fashion of something like there's gargoyle people out here they're lacking the show and there's shadow people up in the sky
2: yes cool take of that what you will <laughs> <laughs> alright um, with that being done so you have Uh, jumped out of the bus. You have serpentined across the desert floor. Um, you're kind of catty corner from the bus. You're not, it's not like you're flanking the, the, the Rav with the Winnebago. You're off to the side from it, but you're still a little ways away from it. You didn't like run right behind it and stop. That would just be silly. You ran past it and you're kind of off at an angle. Thank you. Uh, As you do that, the the Rav is going to start to stomp forward towards the Winnebago. And it is going to uh, raise both arms. And you again feel that kind of thunking as things are slotting aside. And it is going to fire. At the Winnebago itself Uh, which is stationary right now so I don't think it can miss unless the Winnebago has any countermeasures Galen can it dodge
1: (laughs) well I stopped it so no not really I'm gonna roll to just get the fuck out of the way as the person in the driver's seat (laughs) sure Okay, if you hit the cockpit, I have a dodge roll. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: so what the Rob fires does immediately connect with the cockpit, the front of the Winnebago. And would you like to react first before you see what it is?
1: Uh, Galen will duck the fuck out of the way. Yeah. That's what he's what gonna because your- it's, yeah, because it's he's shooting at it. So he's gonna, he's, it stopped. So he doesn't have to worry about it rolling, but he's getting out of the yeah. way at least of sure. the, the main uh, windshield. What was your uh, dodge roll? 19. Okay. Uh, technically a 21. Cool.
2: So you instinct, you see this. You see the shot coming, you instinctually like kind of dodge back out of the way. Everyone's reacting to this, and the front of the Winnebago is now a wash in a bunch of uh flares and fireworks going off.
1: That's so the not enti- good for the paint job
2: <laughs> so the the entire windshield is now obscured. From these uh, these small, very brightly colorful explosions that are now just going off constantly.
1: The fuck is this? Burning Man?
2: Nah, it's not flooded here.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Galen, it is now your turn. So Galen, first of all, you hit Bernadette, and and Galen is going to pick himself up. And knowing that it's fireworks and flares, that's just more of a problem at this point. Mm-hmm. So Galen is going to stomp out of the Winnebago because the Rav didn't hit dog. Mm-hmm. And he's going to look at the Rav. How far is the Rav from like the Winnebago at this point?
2: It's moved forward a little bit, but still
1: around like, 30, 40 feet. Okay, so he's going to... He's going to pull out his pistol mm-hmm. and just start pointing at the, uh, but he's not going to point the pistol at it. He's going to point his other hand at it. And he's going to just start yelling at the Rav. And he's like, listen here, you motherfucker. You hit my goddamn Bernadette. I swear to God, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to whoop your candy ass. Now, what's your <laughs> fucking name? What's your name? I love it. All right. So um, do you. want? It doesn't matter what your
2: name is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Give me an intimidate. With a bonus. (laughs) Well, yeah. There's lots of bonuses behind all of this. Y'all are doing great.
1: That's not too bad on the intimidate. What do I I got on that? That's a 14. That's not bad. That's not bad.
2: All right, cool. So you are
1: He's ready to start <laughs> firing if shit goes south though.
2: <laughs> so the the Rav turns towards you. Um the crowd responds with just an eruption of applause and catcalls, like,
1: oh, look at the balls on this guy. What,
2: what's he, what's he gonna do? Like some of them are are in your corner supporting you that you're, you're gonna take this thing on. Uh, a couple, uh, some other voices in the din are like, oh, he doesn't stand a chance. And it's just this back and forth between everybody. But the Rav does turn towards you.
1: Galen doesn't quite notice the crowd. He just looks at the Rav and goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> And uh, the
2: the torso swirls a little bit and resolves into like a vid screen. And it's pl- it's playing back the video of you doing what you just did. <laughs> Only it has this like really warped. uh filter on you so like you're you're all contorted and, and your face is all jacked up it's like it's mocking you it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like playing this back to just make fun of you for what you just did um and that is God gonna bring it. us to draw
5: okay this may be a silly question but rap so is that controlled by someone else yes like an rc car right um, yes so- <laughs> only much
4: much great
2: more for, for
5: assholes <laughs> um, good <can't> analogy I- <laughs> I'm, I'm just great with-
6: did you get it from radio shack
5: <laughs> did you, you pieces of shit no
6: um in this alternate universe radio shack is <laughs> still around in one of the, the dominant corporations
5: the corp <laughs> yeah i mean it's the core um
2: but then so the next errata mouth.
5: Is it possible to... So she sees this thing and she sees its skin hologram thing mm-hmm. shimmer and she goes... <sighs> And then so she takes her hood down so she can get full 360. And it's like in the movies where you have the the hood comes down real slow and her hair is all tied back to her head so it doesn't flow, but usually it flows, you know, you know the kind. And then you can see from like down here, the camera is like all the way around 360 as they like look up and you see all the people on the rocks all the way around, just watching down. (gasps) I'm looking for the guy with the controller.
2: (laughs) Okay, cool. So you, you... You as a character know that with uh, with RAVs, a controller is completely jacked in. Their meat body goes inert. With with uh, quantum technology, they shut their bodies off, and their brain is fully functional within yep. the RAV unit. So you are essentially looking for an inert body <laughs> at this I'm point. i looking
5: for a guy that's chilling. You're just looking for a guy, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> He normally, yeah,
5: no phones, but he's cheating. Right.
2: <laughs> uh go ahead and give me a perception check
5: okay so I gotta find my perception on my sheet. oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a good old twelve.
2: Even with that, you can clearly notice, especially because Dog kind of called it out, that there is a small group of people higher up within this rock structure. And... Gargoyle people. Ah! And up above them were the shadow people. That's who you're looking at. They catch your eye because they are not moving... And engaging with this show like the rest of the people are. So their lack of motion. Motion. Their lack of motion that was movement and motion put together is what draws your eye. And you can't make out any specifics about them. You just see three or four shadowy shapes. Clearly humanoid. Clearly people. It's... An easy guess that maybe one of them is the pilot and it's just zonked out. Uh, It's equally logical, though, that the pilot is hidden somewhere else. Quantum technology means you've got, you know, half a planet worth of range, if not more. So he could could be in space, but he's probably somewhere close by. You're not sure, but you've got a good idea of where they are. Uh, at least who's in charge of this.
5: Okay.
2: You wanna um, do anything else?
5: Yeah, I wanna oh I see my gun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um so ever, she ever. <laughs> so as she is, you Good. know, she sur- she surveys this area and she sees him and then she's like, Oh Scott, go, oh gotta go, gotta be, got it, got it, got it. And then she uh she pulls out her it says that I can pull out a different weapon as a free action. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I am gonna. She just rips this thing velcro style off of the side of her pants, and it is a shotgun. She sits it on her hip, um, and she she looks at the sky, but it's aimed towards the uh, giant aesthetic robot man. Ooh. And yeah, and she goes too far for me, right there. That's his brain. And she shoots. She goes to the robot guy as she's gesturing to the brain in the sky.
2: So you are doing this style off the hip shot while calling out a target. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Give me an attack roll. Okay, I hope it's
5: good because otherwise that really sucks. Um, is it possible to it says so combat shotgun with the tactical flashlight is it has like a it's a speed two slash one
2: what what is that so mean that means shoot it twice so that yep. means if you were basically shooting wild without caring where you yeah. aimed you could do two two shots but I, or if you wanted to do one specific shot at one specific location it's just one shot
1: now it's got to be one specific body part you're shooting at a general person right okay so I get the two you get the two yeah pop pop bang bang gang bang <laughs> bang 13 for the first one
2: so that will miss but the, the the performance of firing this shot off from the hip does not go unnoticed by the crowd
5: so I get style points. That's style almost points. better yeah. um, <laughs> in an arena type setting. Um, yeah. And the second one is a 19.
2: Cool. So <laughs> neither of them do damage. But <laughs> uh, but the the style points you uh, essentially hear that the the crowds roar in, in surging to celebrate what you have just done, you, strug, you strike a pose. You're pointing up. You fire from the hip. That you, you get that feeling that the crowd is completely in your corner at this point, and they're loving it.
5: Can she say something under her breath? As she sure. As she as she goes to slap her shotgun back down, or reload it, or whatever. Yeah. She she just goes fucking smooth brain DJs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and. Uh, after that happens the the rav is uh continuing a little bit of movement towards Galen and it is going to take a swipe at you but probably
1: miss Can you uh, be to 12? Uh, uh, no, no I cannot. <laughs> oh dang. Okay. So I got
2: a nine. Uh, Oh, Rob also got a nine. It just has bonuses. Yep. So, uh, draw has just done this big dramatic show moment. Uh, the crowd is kind of reacting and, and surging in your favor. You know that the danger is in front of you, but you also look up to see what she's pointing at just to try to
1: understand what's happening. I, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you there for okay. just a second okay. because yeah. as the Rob is coming closer. Galen just continues shit talking it. Oh, it's just, <laughs> okay. oh, you think you a big man? Oh, you think you a big fucking man coming at me like that? Oh, I see how to fuck it. Oh, oh shit. Okay, And then better. I'm going to have to take a hit, I know. Yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> so <laughs> you see
2: your warped reaction as, <laughs> not react, your, your your warped reflection and this uh, warped video playback as you are shit-talking this, Rob. It raises one of its hands and just, just smacks you across the face. I mean, this is just like a big <laughs> boom. Thank it's, it's God like, I have armor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a backhand. It's like a downward hand because he's so Is much this, taller than yeah. you. It, it's like,
1: it's like, it's like Will Smith. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Five, it, what do the five fingers say to the face?
2: It's a big Will Smith slap. Um, you are going to take. Uh, nine. Sorry. 12 damage to six okay all right all right that's it that's ow ow so that was your left arm yep uh do you do you how would this play out would you fall to the ground would you just kind of take the hit and roll with it what happens as this thing just marches over and the
1: Well, out it of doesn't yeah. tickle, that's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, Galen's got armor on, so that's absorbed by the yeah. armor. So he's going to sure. kind of take it, and in his like best possible way, he's going to continue to try to look strong. But it's like getting chopped by like Gunther or like Emoro Suzuki. <laughs> you want to try to make it look like you're tough, but it really hurts. It really hurts. You're like you just hear Galen just go. And he's trying Hold to hide that from the crowd, but
2: all right. The crowd is still surging <laughs> with enjoyment of what's happening here. Uh, And we're going to bring it back around to Mox. Way back at the top of the order.
6: All right. So as the door is open and the window was open, can I glance out, see where these shadowy figures are and get a general idea for how far up in away they are, their
2: distance? Ballpark. Uh, 100, 150. Like from ground level up. Wonderful. Uh, so Mox is
6: going to with 45 still in his left Robotic hand grabs Casey, my rifle, and goes, and runs out of the uh, Winnebago to put the Winnebago between him and the Rav. Okay, will slide down to the ground, if possible. If there's a rock or uh, something, so finding a you know boulder of some sort that he can slide behind and oh, yeah. drops the pistol to his side and takes mm-hmm. the rifle, pulls out the precision aiming setup, sets it on the rock and starts to scope up to the shadowy figures. I'm going okay. to use the sniper shot talent which takes two rounds so i'm going to use this first round to try to aim the shot and if possible see if one of them is standing or not moving more than any of the others since i have the eight times scope
2: oh absolutely so yeah you you run out of the winnebago you kind of baseball slide into a smaller rock formation that's on the ground. Just some, uh, you drop your other, you drop your handgun behind you. I think Argos picks it up like a good, like a good boy. Uh, but you are focused on, uh, and you're, you're very skilled with Casey. So you're, you're bringing it to bear. You're bracing it on the rock. You, your, your scope kind of clicks into place. Um, Are you just, Looking through the scope or is it like connected via AR so, to a robot eye or glasses? Um, I do have a
6: mechanically I haven't chosen. It is just a scope. Um, okay. But if for flavor I can have it go to the oh, yeah, yeah. eye that Mox has, that would be
2: awesome. So I, I think what we can say here is uh, it's not giving you a mechanical bonus. To be connected through AR or anything. It's not like extra targeting, but you definitely have it keyed in through that cyber eye you have.
6: The way I kind of envision it is uh since it's my right eye that is cybernetic, if it's open, the I can look through the scope. But as soon as I just shut that eye, it switches the view yes. over to the cybernetic one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you settle in for that long breath of just gauging your shot you're very skilled at this you know how to do this um your muscle memory kicks in you kind of center your body you center your breath you tune out the chaos of the arena the outside world you're looking through the scope you see three figures standing um and you see them Clear as day with your scope. So one of them is real tall and lanky, like skeleton thin almost. Uh, this one is a dark tan, like sunburned kind of skin. Not like he was out and got a sunburn. He's been out in the sun so long. His His skin has got that real dark tan, burn, leathery kind of feel. Um, completely bald, no eyebrows, uh, no shirt and and he's just standing there, arms crossed, looking at everything. Uh, the figure next to him appears to be female. um Goggles, cyber gear, brawny, uh shorter than him but you're guessing he's abnormally tall so she's probably normal height um not uh not as buff as callisto was but definitely not uh a weakling <laughs> um but you see that she's got lots and lots of gear slung from uh bandoliers pockets on her belt that kind of thing clearly a tech head clearly someone who knows what's going on with the electronic side of things last figure can't really make out much more because they're kind of like the furthest point of the triangle behind these other two and even with the eight times zoom they're just farther back in the shadow you can see there's a figure there it it feels like there's something on their head you're not sure if it's a helmet it kind of feels like it might be big headphones but it also kind of feels like it's coming up and back from their head like a weird bicycle helmet it's just got this weird a very weird skull shape and you're not super sure uh who or what that person is neither of those three seems like someone who is sacked out controlling the rav you know what a Rav pilot looks like. You know that they look like they're asleep. It's a meat body that just got ragdolled in the corner. These these the two that you can make out and the third one behind them. You're pretty sure they're observing what's happening. Uh, but that is that is the extent of what you were doing on your turn, because that was a lot of information. And we're going to bring it back to B.
3: Did Mox relay any of that information? Of what did, you just saw did, in the scope?
6: Uh you know what? Knowing him, no. Okay. <laughs> he was sitting there trying to figure out which to go with, and now he's playing eeny meeny miny mode to figure out who to shoot. Yeah. I okay. also
2: I also feel like he was so focused through his sniper skill and kind of taking in this information. He was really locked in to that moment of the shot and not. Shouting information back to the group,
3: yeah, I feel the hyper focus all yeah. right, well, in that case, b knowing that Galen does not want Bernadette to be hurt anymore, especially as she can hear she can hear like, well, what's going on outside? Um, it's gonna climb back out of the top hatch of the Winnebago, mm-hmm. um take out the bow again cuz it's a survival bow. Yeah. She can fold it up. Um and then do a cool like cartwheel flip down onto the ground in front of Bernadette. Okay. And then strike like a ah pose to the <laughs> okay. crowd and point up and be like, "Yeah." <laughs> um and then B is gonna take out another EMPRO. hmm Aim at the other knee. Okay. Of the Rav.
2: Okay. And shoot. Cool. So as you uh, flip and cartwheel off of this thing, you again hear the crowd reacting favorably and positively. You hear that, ooh, ah. You hear like one voice way in the back. Ah, oh, there she goes again. This gotta be great. Like someone is really into you as a character right now. Uh, you strike this pose, you take the shot, give me an attack roll.
1: Please don't roll a one.
3: <laughs> I did not roll a one. Okay. I am trying to mass in my head though, and that's quite fun. Um, 17.
2: Cool. Hey. So uh, because of the movement that has happened, you are kind of beh- you're in front of Bernadette, but you're behind the Rav because it is moved. Uh, kind of over towards Galen. Mm. So you kind of cat- cartwheeled in front of Bernadette. So you're now like essentially flanking the Rav, but further away from it. So it is between you and Galen. So you're shooting it in the uh like back of the knee and you connect. So go ahead and give me that uh EMP damage
1: roll.
3: 11. Okay. And with this connecting shot, I'm going to blow a kiss in the general direction of the person who was like, "Ah." You got
2: that? So... <laughs> uh again you see the neon not neon you see the nanoskin peel back like burnt like skin being burned away not reknitting itself so you can see the the servos and the electronics of the rav underneath you see the damage connect and you hear uh you hear a tussle break out in the crowd as uh the as someone tries to tackle someone else out of the way to catch the kiss that you blew at them.
4: <laughs> and you hear,
2: a, you hear a a bunch of people uh, arguing and some fisticuffs being thrown.
3: Wizard. I love
0: this. <laughs> and dog. All right. So the crowd's up,
2: right? The crowd's riled up. The crowd's in your favor.
0: On a meter of one to ten, where would you say if this were like... A video game how how raucous is the crowd
2: oh 11 it it is it is chaos they are screaming at each other they're fighting with each other they're yelling at you they're they're celebrating what's going on this is just pure chaotic energy
0: all right and how far away am i from the rav roughly with everything that's gone on Uh, 30 40 feet give or take okay cool And then the Rob is not there's no there's there's no eyeballs from the Rob or whatever towards dog, right?
2: No, not at all. It it is. It has its back turned to you for the most part because it just walked over to Galen and slapped him in the face. Okay. Sensing the crowd's energy.
0: Mm -hmm. Dog is is starts thinking to himself like we could we could maybe use this. He takes his shotgun and fires it up in the air. Ah, And then yells The first thing I want to be done Is to get that piece of crap Out of my stadium Don't just get him out of the stadium Get him out of the waste Because I've proven son We will prove My man My dudes My ladies Without a shadow of a doubt That he ain't got what it takes anymore He sits there and thumping his bible And he says his prayers But it didn't get him anywhere Talk about Psalms And John 3.16 Dog 3.16 says i just whooped his ass we just whooped his ass all he's got to do is go get him a cheap bowl of possum soup and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime fire again
1: (laughs) well done sir oh
2: my god love it so the crowd hushes for a moment and then erupts with celebration and screams like this is just an insane show. You get the feeling that this is not something the crowd has seen before the way they are reacting to you. Uh, So you're getting the vibe that like this is maybe this is something they do frequently to see what's up with people who come into their territory and y'all are just owning this crowd and taking over. Read in the room. Read in the room.
1: (laughs) Um, This
2: is 100% successful. No role needed. The crowd is completely on your side. Bang, bang. Uh, What I would like you to do, though, is... Give me a performance check. This is not for your skill or your success... This is to kind of gauge what the crowd does. It's gonna be a six. Perfect. No, no, that's great. That's great. Because I stutter a lot. No, no, you you pulled that off perfectly and flawlessly. The crowd is now so enraptured with this performance that all of you specifically led by dog have put on that they are uh, flooding the arena floor. They are, the gargoyles are jumping off the ledges. They are, are jumping down the zip lines from the ones that were hanging. They are rushing towards you with uh, like like to pick you up on their shoulders and carry you around the arena in celebration. Uh, they they push past the Rav. It it kind of jostles a little bit back and forth. A couple of them are like,
1: "Get it out of here! Get it out of here! Roll it back! We're good! We're good!" Galen uh, is very confused what's going on right now. <laughs> uh, you are
2: uh, you are all. Well, not Mox, because Mox was kind of separated from this. So the, the rest of you that were kind of clustered, not clustered together, but out in front engaging with this fight, uh, you're now surrounded by this crowd of. Four five dozen dust jockeys, uh, it's real smelly, as B pointed out from from last episode, but, you know, you're all hopped up on adrenaline and sweat right now. Uh, they are surrounding you they are uh patting you on the back they're trying to shake your hands three four people at once are trying to talk to each of you like oh how'd you do this how what where'd you come from what do you guys do like they are all just trying to get your attention and engage with you and uh like like just vibe with how cool y'all are mox from your little sniper spot You notice that the three figures uh, turn away from this happening and have a conversation. You see that uh, the tall, super-skinned one kind of is scowling at this point, looks very, very upset, uh, arms crossed. Uh, you know, that body language, I'm just not engaged in the conversation. Uh, very, very, dis- very much disliking what is happening right now. Uh, the one that had a lot of tech, uh, a lot of electronic equipment on her, she is engaged in the conversation, but she's doing that thing where, like, she's working and keying things in while she's talking. Uh, You kind of guess that maybe she's like jotting down some notes or looking at some readouts, like some tech readouts from what have been going on. And uh, the third figure, the one that you really couldn't see well before, uh, chit chats with them for a second and then... Moves to the front of the ledge where they were standing before, so you can see that one a little bit clearer now. Uh, this one seems to be uh, like a really real, a real buff dude, real stacked, real ripped, big beard. Um, wearing a shirt, but it's open, so you you can see the muscle, the his his muscles and his abs. Uh, Go on. <laughs> I keep doing this to myself. I'm just I'm giving everything the that <laughs> yeah. uh, down the, for this. The, um, okay, I'm just gonna lean into it. So he he was wearing uh, like a button-up shirt and suspenders, but the, it's open, like it, it's open down to his navel almost. So you, you can you can see all those rippling muscles. Uh, shirt sleeves are rolled up. Beefy arms as hell. Just um, you know, very much very very much like you, sir. Uh just everyone likes that. Incredibly handsome (laughs) (laughs) for the evening, incredibly (laughs) incredibly (laughs) handsome, uh, muscly tendony tendony arms. You can see that he's got um something on his wrists. You're not sure if it's jewelry, you're not sure if it's tech, you're not sure if it's tattoos, but you see something like specifically almost kind of highlighted around his wrists, Um, he's got a very big beard. It's like, you know, at Christmas time, there's sometimes those like buff Santas, not the Jolly Santas, it's like a buff Santa beard. So it's like really, right, it's really thick, it's really full, it's not white though, it's like a, a very dark gray. And you saw that, what was that weird, almost like a bicycle helmet head. Now that he's kind of moving out a little bit, he's actually got, as weird as this is to see, like horns. Like satyr horns almost coming out from his forehead and curling down into the beard. Demon daddy, yes! <laughs> and you, <laughs> you see this guy... Uh, step to the edge and look down at everybody and you see him it looks like he is talking to the crowd like he has he has you see his mouth moving he has that pose of someone who is like standing at a podium talking to a group of people in front of him but he's you know 100 feet off the ground and as he is doing this, this throng of people that is around the rest of your party starts to, like, organize. And, like, they, they were just going wild. They were, they were wild. They were raucous. They were, like, patting everyone on the shoulders. They were lifting dog up on their shoulders. They were trying to celebrate. And as he is up there doing this, you see that they are, like, stopping, calming down, not coming to attention, but they are calmed down and organized.
6: Mox had <laughs> these three in his sights. And when the bald one was being a little antagonist, there was a moment where, like, the trigger finger starts to just graze along the trigger. And then just looks up a little bit to see that they are not accosting my associates. Mm-hmm. Damn it! just about to have some fun. Kind of shoulders the rifle and starts walking towards the rest of the group. But as the first of the Uh, DJs walks (laughs) my way and starts to like approach Argos just immediately draws the 45. Don't touch my fucking dog.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, And they throw their hands up. They back away. Let you walk past. Uh, so now you are, you're all there. This, you're kind of surrounded by this group of dust jockeys. The the Rav is still standing there, but is now at the back of the crowd. And. None of them are are really interacting with you anymore, like it's not like they're ignoring you, it's not like they're shut down, it's just that they're almost
1: waiting. Mox, what dog, what?
6: Mox just points up towards the three. I think the uh, big bearded one, who, frankly, is
4: gorgeous, uh, told them to uh, settle down for a moment.
2: Yeah, so you can you can look up and see the the this figure, kind of uh, lording over the
1: crowd. That oh, motherfucker have horns on and him. Hmm? That yeah. motherfucker have horns on him. He looks over <laughs> at Box. The oh, fuck? Yeah, he's right. horny.
4: He felt fucking. Oh. You know, I'm, he's never heard that joke. I'm fool.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if he hasn't, we should go tell it to him right now.
2: And once you you kind of get the sense that once he sees that you have seen him he walks away uh, like further back into this rocky outcropping so you don't see him anymore. And the other two kind of continue to argue for a moment and then eventually they leave as well.
1: Galen will turn back to the group and go, strong silent type, eh? Uh,
2: They... One of the mo- most of them just kind of shrug, but one of them taps his headset, and you kind of intuit that they're all communicating just in ways you don't hear.
5: Is it possible that Draw dealing in information, being familiar with the region in some way or form, know or have heard anything about Horny Boy? and the associates?
1: Uh
2: that feels to me like an underground check.
5: <laughs> I thought so, maybe. That's my good one.
1: So I do it? Yeah, do it.
2: Knock it out. 17. Ooh. Okay. Um Dust jockeys are a tough nut to crack. They're a very closed society. No one knows much about them other than how brutal they are. You know not to cross their territory. You know not to make deals with them. You know that they're... (sighs) You know that the only time they leave their territory is when they are... Like obtaining a thing, running a mission, killing somebody, getting gear, and they bring it back home. Uh, they're they're not. It's not like it's a, they're not like xenophobic, but they just don't leave their territory. They're they're always protecting their home base, so to speak. So it's real hard to know things about them, okay. but Drawl specializes in knowing things. So over the years, she has been able to put stories together. She's been able to pull some information from people. She's gleaned bits and pieces of information from different conversations, uh, from different communications, different things on the message board. Uh, obviously, the crew, the gang, has leaders there's some sort of of very tough leadership structure um, no one's a hundred percent sure who's in charge, how it's actually structured. but there has been a name that you've heard floating around. Uh, you don't know if it's a boss the boss, but you know you you know that whoever this is, you've heard some stories. You're going to guess that that's maybe who you're looking at right now or who you were just looking at. Uh, Yeah. Horny boy uh, typically goes by uh, Freddie Mercury. A true queen. We love
5: that. Um, Okay, um, so having this information and kind of starting to piece together, you know, that we were entertainment for them, essentially kind of not feeling an impending sense of of imminent danger um, and kind of seeing this horned individual. I draw um, she holds she puts her hand on the side of her shotgun to kind of like. Kind of like she's putting her hand on her hip, but more badass. And then she leans over to Galen and goes, I think that's I think that might be the Mercury. Not sure. Don't
3: piss it off.
1: Galen just very like in almost imperceptibly kind of nods and file that away for a moment.
2: Watch your manners. And uh, I'm very as glad he didn't
1: do what he was going to do then.
2: <laughs> and as, as you've been thinking and talking, uh, it's been not a long amount of time, but you know, a minute or two, where you're kind of standing there in this suddenly quiet crowd. And uh, that really tall rock formation that those three figures were standing on, at the base of it, a door slides open. And... The two two of the figures walk out, not Shreddy, Uh, the really tall, angry one and the shorter tech one. And the tall, angry one is kind of leaning back against the door again. Body language is he's upset. He's angry. He doesn't want to be doing this. And he motions for everyone to come over. If no one responds instantly, he does it again. <laughs> I will,
5: uh, The moment movement is perceived in the hand that's bringing this way, even before this happens, just this, she's already on her way over there. Okay. The ah. She extends her finger like this towards Galen so that he follows her.
2: Yeah. The dust jockeys that were surrounding you do not move. In fact... Uh, they kind of part like, like the waves parting. So you have a little bit of a column to walk through and some of them kind of move behind you, not pushing you that way, but like making it clear that that's what you're doing now.
5: Um, As uh, we're approaching, uh, she is going to uh, take her hand off of her gun, obviously uh, as she approaches, but not beforehand um so now that we've entered the play pen what comes next
2: so we've got two figures here the one that uh the woman who is now that you're closer to her she's maybe five and a half five eight um uh, again not ripped but desert strong like she's, she's very capable. Uh, you can see that she is wearing uh, light over coveralls, like, like work focused coveralls lighter in, in, uh, in it, a lighter fabrics so that's not too hot in the desert, but clearly she's not out in the desert because she's wearing more clothes than would be comfortable to be out in the heat of the desert uh she has got a bunch of hip pouches you can see wiring and technology you can see multiple multiple glows um you can see that she's got two cyber eyes as well as uh like ar goggles with things built into them with wires coming out of them plugged into some ports along her neck and shoulders um one of her hands is clearly cyber um her left hand is cyber so in her right hand she's holding it's almost like a bunch of glows stacked together to make a super glow and she's like doing stuff on all of them simultaneously because her left hand her cyber hand uh some of the fingers have split and extended into multiple smaller fingers and and, uh, control rods that she has skittering, skittering over all of these hollow screens. She acknowledges your presence, but is clearly focused on her work. And she's not mumbling, but she's like talking to herself and then occasionally raising her voice so it's clear that she's talking to you. Okay, so the servers actuate at 3.5 and then I've got to redo the muscular structure. I've got to revamp. Okay, which one of you shot it? You. No, all of you. Wait, wait. which one of you shot the knee? Oh, oh. wait, and, and, she go, and she's like, she's going back and forth kind of as she's talking.
6: Can I, uh, as I raise my hand saying I'm the one that shot it in the knee, can I use electronics to try to identify like some of the specific names? Not that you have to say them, but like brand brand names or specific things that she
2: has on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me a roll. (laughs) 29. All right. So you don't have to list (laughs) brand names. (laughs) You know that all of this is custom gear like you recognize core cyber structure you recognize the uh cyber build that lets you kind of split your hands into multiple appendages for really really like laser fast rapid typing you can see uh, multiple data ports, meaning enhanced memory, extra processing. She's probably got some sort of built-in uh, scanner suites and packages. Like you can just tell instantly that she is decked out to the nines. But it is all uh, like research and building none of it is offensive she's it's not like she is a cybered out street samurai merc to go punch people it's not offensive weaponry this is all observational uh repairs building scanning she's just like a walking laboratory so um first i shot the
4: knee second you're beautiful third how do you like the split fingers i was thinking about
2: that for a future upgrade um so my cyber left hand yeah so she's gonna like ignore most of your questions but answer some of your questions and then you realize after like 30 seconds later something she's saying is actually answering one of your questions after the fact like stream of consciousness circling conversation she is bouncing all over the place it's not like she's scattered it's not like she's incoherent in any way it's just so many multiple streams of conscious processing are happening and overlapping each other so she's firing off a couple questions at you she's firing off uh a couple questions at b because of the emp arrows she's firing off a couple questions at galen asking about how it felt to get slapped uh (laughs) if if the experience real fucking good if the experience could have been made uh, more pleasurable or more impactful, like it's almost like she's doing a survey to all of you and recording all of this data. Sometimes she's also talking to people who clearly aren't there and you immediately connect. Oh, she's like talking to, she must be talking to a crew or something somewhere else. Like she may be talking to some board, some subordinates or something. So this is all going on. Um, she her her body language responds as you walk up that she is like moving to let you walk into this elevator lift and then all of this is happening after you have moved in it's like over the next couple minutes um as you walked up to this though the very angry very tall man who was leaning on the door is as i described skeleton thin dark dark tan Uh, you're not sure if his torso and arms are covered in scars or incredibly fine tattoo work. You're just not sure. Uh, bare chested, nothing on his arms, nothing on his neck. Um, no hair, no eyebrows, no jewelry wearing. Like very heavy. Work pants, not with cargo pockets, but like just really thick, heavy work pants. Uh, maybe a faded pinstripe design, you're not sure. And real heavy, thick boots, uh, steel toe on the exterior, guffed, sand beaten and blown. Uh, oh, and they're platforms. That's why he's so tall. So... Uh, he's standing there and he is glaring death glares at each of you as you walk over.
6: Really quick, I just have uh, which side of his head is currently facing me, his left or is right? So when
2: you were walking towards the elevator and it was in front of you, he was leaning on your left looking towards me so
6: I could probably see the right side of his head. Yes. Uh, So as I approach him, seeing him still look like this uh, and (laughs) Mox is just going to look at him and say, by the way, you have a beautiful left temple and then tap his rifle.
2: (laughs) He he sighs and uh, he doesn't like lean towards you, but he shifts his body language a little bit. So he's kind of engaged with you. Uh, you you are cutie for my cab later. I'm okay. sure what you just
4: said was interesting, but I made out none of it. I apologize. I'm getting old, Yafi.
2: Right. Very, very terrible voice work there. You're all welcome. I understood it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we all got it too. Added voices. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, he he says that to you. Um, You all enter this lift. Doors close. It descends. It's a long ride.
0: Bet it is. Loading screen ride. Yeah
4: weren't we'll we on the fucking
2: time crunch or something uh yeah you were draw you want to maybe check the 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 package and the readout on that
5: yeah it's probably time to do that eh? um she is going to uh try to do it pretty secretively i would i would think um sure um
2: yeah,
5: it's my shit
2: yeah you want to give me a sleight of hand
5: sure let's go for that. Let me find my sleight of hand on my sheet. Oh, there he is. Hello, guy.
2: 19. <laughs> Ooh, cool. But yeah, you can very slyly. Where have you like stashed it? Is it at your hip? Is it in a jacket? Where, where have you been keeping it through all this?
5: So I have um, so she has a big hoodie that she has and it's got pockets on the inside on the underside. Okay. So um, she uh, unsnaps it, and it slides right out the bottom. Cool. uh, From within her
2: jacket. Cool. So you can you can very sneakily slide it out. Um, It's got that twist, and then pop open lid that you looked at last time when you thought it was a bomb and almost threw it across the desert, but then you were totally a professional yeah. and never did that.
5: Yeah, no, I, I would never actually, I just,
2: I was just giving you, you were just thinking about it. Yeah. I um, think about it, girl. I ain't gonna do it though. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you have to, you know, it's going to make that hissing noise from the coolant releasing. I'm going to cough during. So you, you cough during <laughs> it. You also kind <laughs> of, you, you've been in, in the couple moments that, uh, you have been descending on this lift you've gotten a quick read on the tech lady and her like the pattern yeah. of her her talking and you could time it when she gets a little bit louder to talk to someone in the lift with you like you sense it's coming you she she turns to uh she turns to b and asks a question about the harmonic frequencies of the EMP bolts and how those interacted with the, the tendon strength of her left shoulder. And in that moment, like you pop it open and you look at it, you're down to like three fourths time remaining. So if it was an hour, it was, you'd have like 45 minutes left. So that chunk of the pie piece is missing, but this is multiple hours.
5: Okay. Um, She's in a, I I assume Galen would have probably clocked that this was happening. Um, He's probably seen her slide shit out of the um, inside of her hoodie before. It's it's oddly, weirdly bigger on the inside. Um, And uh, so when he, when he sees this, uh, she's going to make eye contact and go. And she's going to she's going to tap on her hip where the glow is because she wouldn't tap a watch because you don't have those. Right. So she'll just tap her glow and go. We don't have much time to play.
1: Far be it for me to uh, disprove this hospitality, but we do need to be making a move on some things. Uh, I appreciate the thoroughness of the uh, survey that we have here and all like that, but we do need to be making a move uh, across this here desert. Uh, Will this take too long?
2: The tall guy sighs like it is such a bother to take a breath. To form a word to speak to you.
1: Does he sparkle in the sunlight? No. Okay. I mean, he's definitely the emo one of the group, but. If he had hair,
2: it would be a scene swoop. But he doesn't. (laughs) You have a feeling, though, he had some MySpace photos back in the day.
1: Yeah. It's not a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. Uh
2: gonna say something else that it didn't make sense yet but we're not there uh it takes as long as it takes be quiet
1: Galen kind of starts (laughs) nodding his head doing his thing (laughs) he's like "All right, Uh, okay hmm
4: Argos play sound of silence
2: uh Argos goes to play the music, but then nothing comes out. Ah, damn it. Blocked. And uh, the the lady who, who was blah, 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 the internal frequencies of the muscular structure of your eyeballs. Oh yeah, we're in a Faraday cage. And just keeps going with something else that she's talking about.
4: You kind of figured it.
2: Uh, you feel the elevator... Like slow to a halt and break. The doors slide open. Um, there is kind of like a, a small circular room that the elevator opens into. And there's three hallways one to the left, one to the right, and one dead ahead. The heck lady, head down, buried in her work, exits and goes to the left. The tall guy, again, that deep sigh, shoves himself up from the wall with his shoulders and just kind of slouches off to the right. And the hallway in front of you, which is mood lighting. It's not dark. It's not bright. It's got some mood lighting. Uh, Some running lights along the floor illuminate. Boop, 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 boop. And they kind Of cycle back in pattern, like oh, it's time to walk this way, boop, boop, boop,
1: boop, boop. and they cycle back. Boop, 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 boop. Oh dear, we've got landing gear. As
6: we hit the intersection where the left and the right and straight ahead go off, and people start walking forward, Mox is going to look left. So,
4: like, do you have dinner plans or anything? We could talk shop, you know. <laughs>
1: Nice meeting you. <clears throat> Damn it! Another time, friend. Another time. Did you get a number in all of that gobbledygook that she did? Did you at least get a number? Oh, maybe if I like. Maybe there was a code
4: in there. Forget. Maybe she was giving me a number in code. Yeah, I have to think
1: about everything she said now. That does sound like something she would do. As he looks <laughs> back at Dog and just kind of nods. <laughs> Let's see, she said there were four servos, there were
4: four numbers, four. Okay,
1: good. Cool. He, so he takes, Galen takes Drawl's arm and starts very quickly, like, walking where these lights start lining up and stuff. Um, And it kind of leans down and whispers to her, it's like, we gotta make this quick and get the fuck out of here. How much time do we have left?
0: Mm.
5: We've got...
1: Shit! Okay, let's negotiate and get the hell out of here.
5: To get back to the Winnebago and get the fucking show on the road and like this payout so we can get the next one. (laughs) Okay, they're playthings.
1: We'll make it quick and get out of here. And he starts trying to hustle up down the down the hallway. All right. So it's
2: a relatively short hallway. It's straight, doesn't twist or turn or anything. Brings you to uh, a pair of heavily frosted glass doors. Um, And the running lights that were kind of leading you this way then uh, move to like the base of the door and kind of run along the base of the door, meet, and then go up the middle of the door and as it kind of as the lights run up the middle of the door the the door slides apart Pssh. very stylish um you you all noticed as you were walking down this hallway it's cool it's comfortable you walk onto a terrace with Kind of like a, a waist high fence around it it's very dark uh your eyes have to adjust a second even from the lower light of being in this hallway and you get this feeling as you walk forward that uh the ceiling is either very high or like not there Like, you know, that sense when you walk into a really big room and you're like, oh, shit, this is a big room. That's what you're feeling right here. Um, You feel cold. You feel damp moisture. It's comfortable from living out in the waste, but it's also kind of spooky. It's dark. And you see... As your eyes adjust, you start to see some lights. You see it's it's a very natural light, not fluorescent LEDs. It's just natural lighting. And you look around the room, you were in maybe a massive underground cave. Very cool. You see rock walls, damp with moisture. You realize that the light is coming from like solar reflectors and refractors that are pulling the sunlight from the surface underground and kind of diffusing it around you. You realize you've been hearing a noise that you think is just kind of like background noise or static for a second, and then you realize it's running water. Uh, you're you're on this this terrace. It's like a big half circle, half moon terrace. Does anyone walk to the edge and look out? Drawl oh. does. Okay. No, does. B does. Uh, you walk to the edge. Um. You look down. You get vertigo for a second. It's so deep. You see uh greenery, living plants, water flowing. You see like you you know forests used to exist. This this is like a forested environment underground. It smells that that it smells very green and vibrant, which is things you've never really smelled in this capacity before like you you've got living plants you got little house plants and things like that but th- this is like overwhelmingly natural and different from uh desert life in the wastelands
5: uh, she Jol is going to um put her hands on her hips immediately turn to our A1 beastie lady and go, so this is why you don't leave.
2: Oh, she's not there. Oh, JK. (laughs) Uh, This
5: is why they don't leave. And And
2: as you say that you hear kind of a low growly voice. Uh, Yeah. I uh, took a while to put together, but I like it. And you look over and uh that's that's uh Mr. Mercury sitting at a small table and he he's got a it's a table with seats for all of you um kind of an oblong table um there's a nice little buffet set out with looks like food drinks <clears throat> when we uh when
1: we have a chat.
3: sits near the cheese
1: (laughs) Galen will holster his weapon finally and saunter over there and and he'll look at him and he'll go I appreciate the uh the hospitality uh but we do we do have some matters that we need to attend to uh I would appreciate if we could get on the road here sooner rather than later. If that's okay with you.
2: Well, you've got business to attend to, but my business is what she's carrying. Any points of draw?
5: Um, she's going to put her hands just right um over her stomach instinctively. oh. I wasn't aware there were any crossed wires.
3: What do you need it for?
1: <laughs> Can look and over there and be like, "You pregnant"?
3: Yeah, Bee's Bee's definitely like face full of cheese, like <laughs> maybe. Um, and uh,
5: <laughs> she sees Bee like cheesing and I'm, like looking at her like she's crazy. She's going to just reach inside of her hoodie and unsnap the bottom of it and let it slide out into her hand.
2: And uh, do you just hold it there? Do you put it on the table? I'm holding that shit. Okay, cool. So as he as as you pull it out, he says, "Yep, yeah, that is. That's what we went through all this trouble for. So why don't we?" figure out whether or not I have to kill you all today.
4: Hey, whoa, 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 whoa,
5: That would be quite the inconvenience considering and you killed our liaisons.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well.
1: Uh, no, I didn't. Well, you have not- some
5: mutants? Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't clear out a transport unit? Nope.
1: Inside check. Go for it.
0: Dog has some things he wants to say after that,
2: depending. 17. Food.
1: Galen, no trust.
2: Okay. Seems like a straight shooter. He. he's he's not casually sitting in his chair but he's not like ramrod straight in his chair he's kind of he's not doing that thing where he puts one leg over the arm of it good just check no no he's not sitting with with rampant energy like yeah yeah, okay i was just
1: trying to gauge the room here for
2: a second (laughs) no he's leaning forward a little bit he's got one arm one hand up on the arm other hand kind of down on his knee i uh Never had a problem owning a kill. That wasn't ours, though. Now, mm.
5: You just got a pet running around then? Sorry, Doctor. Down here
2: we do. Sorry. Yeah, down here we do, but not up top. Too dangerous.
0: Huh? Well, now as the face full of grapes or whatever's on the table, just eating food, like, hold on now. Also,
2: this is like real food. This is like real fruit and bread and cheese.
1: <laughs> this, is what, this is why uh, B's got a mouthful of cheese right now.
2: <laughs> y- this is not normal for y'all. This is real good.
1: This is, you're going <laughs> to have a up.
2: tummy ache later. Yeah.
0: Be and dog did not hesitate. We're just like, yep, yeah, if it's fucking poison, then fine. Um, yeah, dog with the face full of food. Like, okay, well, first off, starting out by threatening to kill us for fucking whatever that is. Not a good start out, brother. Not a very good start to a conversation or negotiation or whatever you want to do. Second of all, we done found it. You didn't found it. And maybe you should have looked a little harder if that's what you've been looking for. Seems like you could have got it. I'm just saying, but we got it. So uh, that's all I really need to say about that. Seems like close case, boom, does the book close.
2: <laughs> Sound argument, but at the end of the day, it is here with me. You, You're here too. Can you get out of here without my permission?
0: Did you just see what I did to that goddamn robot up there and what I said to all them people that made them see? Yeah.
2: My people are easily entertained. Well, that just makes you king of the morons, doesn't it? Well, question.
4: I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, <clears throat> but how badly do you really want this? Like. As you say, if we wanted to get out of here without your permission, wouldn't work, we'd be fucked, wouldn't we? Yeah, of course we would. But are you also willing to die for it? I'm just curious. I just want know where you stand know where we stand, you know?
2: Well, I myself would not. But the people that need it will if they don't get it.
5: Mm. Hmm. Now we have a conundrum. See, we're people that need it. You, and uh, she gestures widely around, don't really seem to need it as much as want it. So what's the full deal?
2: Do you, you, you don't even know what's in it, do you? Oh, no, no,
4: no, no, don't. Please don't tell me this is going to be some moral conundrum here where we're transporting medicine and sick people need it so we should give up our commission.
1: Please, please. Come on. Come on. I think that's exactly what he's saying, Mox. I did. Come on, Riddle Man, speak up. Turn around around
0: circles.
2: uh, Did you did you read the display? Did Did you do you know what it is? Did you look at it?
5: I casually glanced, though I will admit I prefer not to take huge stake in my transports. Kind of complicates things for me, as you can fucking see.
2: Yeah, I understand. I used to do the work. I understand. Well, and he taps on the table, a little control pad lights up and a hollow screen rim around the table lights up and you see a, a a hollow vid pop up over the food. And you see, like a a display of the thermos, the device you are carrying. Uh, you see it start to spin, and you see it like not wireframe, but it starts to come apart in pieces. Like it is unassembling itself. The top comes off, and then the seal comes off, and uh, a seam splits along the side, and the the cylindrical sides of it part. And, uh, some of the other mechanisms kind of fall away and they're all just hovering there in this hollow display. And it's like expanding, expanding, expanding. And, uh, what you see inside of it is a simple glass vial. And, uh, some sort of gelatinous liquid inside of that vial. And it clears his throat. Any of you, uh, any of you stop- and any of you studied over your years of experience uh, any anything about genetics?
1: Can't say I have, but wow.
5: All I know is it
1: complicates things. On
2: in, in simplest terms, he points at it that, that genetic material has two uses. It can be injected into a specific individual for an ailment that they are suffering, or it can be modified and multiplied to repair years of radioactive damage.
5: That explains the high... Oh, and the secrecy, really. I would have loved one of those little readout fucking things. That's helpful. Cheap bastards putting these on the boards. Okay. Well, that's all nice and fine and well and dandy. But if that's what's really in there, then, and she's just going to shake it ever so slightly, the person who commissioned this clearly needs it so what am i to do what is my team to do about this because if more people need it we either need to find a way to multiply it and get things for me to be where they need to be or i have to deliver it to who initially put the order in that's my job
2: Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. But uh, most of us that are out here got here by not doing our jobs. So. We could uh, we could just resolve this right now. You can give it to me and I can let you go on your way.
5: You're going to pay me for it. Because we're here for a paycheck. We're not doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. We need the money.
1: So yeah, unfortunately, that. not all of us have an underground grow house. Yeah, we
5: can't all live in the fucking garden of Eden.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, that's pretty simple, pretty simple solution. How much how much you wanna pay for it?
2: Hmm. Well or, that go ahead, sir. Oh no, if if you have an idea, please go ahead.
5: Well, prefer payment, obviously. Down to the dollar, or down to the, what's that? The spirit we're owed. Soul, we're owed. Man, I fucking almost got it. Damn it. Um, Down to the soul we're owed. But you could pay us half and give us all unmitigated clearance through your territories without harm. Make future jobs easier.
4: Can we can we make can we have like a group huddle?
5: Yeah, okay. I think we should probably have a group huddle. I was just throwing shit out there, you know? I kind of get a little nervous when I'm when it when someone just whips out their power dick in front <laughs> of me. <laughs> and
2: as 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 he as he waves his hand to and sits back, motion giving you freedom to have this group huddle, let's draw the episode to a close and we will pick up there next time.
3: Goodbye, cheese. You can keep eating the
2: cheese. So thank you, everybody in the chat for uh, keeping it hopping with us. Thank you for dealing with any kind of technical difficulties that we had tonight. Thank you, future audiences on the YouTubes and the podcasts. Don't forget to come back next Tuesday. That is the 29th of August, right here. Same cyber time, same cyber station for Chaos Incorporated. Uh, it is time for so long, so let's hear from our lovely cast of who they are, where they are on the internets, and what they might be doing, Mallow. All
1: right, you can find everything else that we're doing uh, with Identico and with myself. Uh, you can find me everywhere, at the Mallowman. Man. Uh, I constantly tweet about uh, TTRPGs and uh, the good word of Identico everywhere. Uh, yeah, so come see me. I'm, at, I'm literally at the Mallow Man everywhere. WILD.
3: Yes, hello. I am the wildling 011 on just about any platform. Uh, the Mallow Man actually got me an invite to the uh, bluest of skies. So now I am over there as well. Um, if you ever get interested about what I do at my day job, you can always check out Alloy Arts. A little C over on Insta and watch me polish some big, big bronzes. Other than that, go follow the Mallow Man and Identico. So we have multiple things going on and it's awesome.
0: And Pete. Hey, so big news. Uh, I just unified my username on all the platforms. It is at the Mallow Man. You can follow me there and you can find out everything about wrestling, Identico, TTRPGs, everything right there at the Swear to
1: God, we I are going to have time. to do that podcast, Pete, just for you to have something to pitch at the end of this. Because if you go to his socials <laughs> at Gator Pete, You'll find his hot takes on hot dogs uh, everywhere. Yeah.
5: Is that well, why you also find the merchandise, the shirt, Dog 316? Because... Oh, that's,
1: we, that's getting, getting sketched. sketched. That's that's sketched. So,
0: there's so many merch ideas come out of this. So maybe, maybe later, maybe uh, in the future. I, I, but.
2: I'm partial to Windy Bagel. If if we want to get a Windy <laughs> Bagel shirt, I will wear the <laughs> hell out of that shirt.
6: They art, just the <laughs> yeah. bagel flying in the wind.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But speaking of Wendy Bagels, Lauren, where are you on the internet?
5: I'm a Wendy Bagel. Um, (laughs) So I'm on the internet in all locations uh, as Thousand Faces Cosplay and 95% Lauren. So if you like modeling, if you like shenaniganry. Um, if you like Double Cheeked Up on a Tuesday, follow 95% Lauren. If you like cosplay and rants, follow 1000 Faces Cosplay. We are going to be raising money for animals at a local convention in Colorado Springs this weekend. So if you have the chance, come on by the Colorado Springs Comic Con and grab a print, help the animals. Um, and, uh, otherwise, uh, send me your favorite foods because I'm hungry.
2: (laughs) Uh, I think we all need a little bit of a snack. So Ethan, wrap it up for us.
6: I'll do my best. Yes, I am the other half of Thousand Faces Cosplay. Anywhere online, you can also, through the links on our Instagram or TikTok, find the link to the Twitch where IDM uh, on most Saturdays but since we have a convention this coming Saturday it'll be a week from Saturday our Wild Beyond the Witchlight campaign where I am DM Lauren plays a stoner turtle named Bodie, and they are just now getting into the Fey Realm so please join for that if you want a very different tone game
2: <laughs> and I am on all of the socials at the caleb g you can also find me right here for chaos incorporated you can hear me here and there with farm to fable and i take up a lot of space in the old archives of the rpg academy as Mallow said at the top of the show a 2023 is kicking off in dayton the november 3rd through the 5th the kickstarter is right now at 104 percent funded which is fantastic Uh, not our fastest funding ever, but it's only because our goals keep raising because capitalism, uh, the campaign is going to be running for another month and you can always get your best price badge through the campaign. So as weird as it is to buy a, uh, convention badge in what month is it? August for a con happening in November, do it because it's cheaper. Um, And giving us more money up front means we can do cooler things. We can plan for cooler things. We've already added an extra night of karaoke. We're going to have a used game swap meet. We've got a junior academy this year with special events for our next generation of gamers. So uh, some upfront money helps us cover those costs with the convention center and all that jazz. Uh, We will be selling badges later on at... Uh, tabletop.events, which will release closer to the con, and we'll sell them at the gate as well in November. So please come out, hang out with me and Mallow, hang out with everyone from the RPG Academy and other podcasts. It's going to be fun. And that is it for today. See you next week right here. Good night. Uh, we love you. Take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Eat some food. Take your meds. Eat a snack. Drink your water. Go outside. Do something nice for
1: yourself. Do a push up. And most importantly, stay weird. Read a book, stay weird, be awesome.
2: Bye, everybody. Love you. Good night.
1: (laughs) Good night, John. Good night. Bye, bye. Neon Trails is Ethan as Mox. Lauren as Drawl, Pete as dog wild as B me Mallow as Galen and the Caleb G is our game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash Identico and you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash Identico. Finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at Identico on Twitter and at Humanoid Games on threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.